Hey there, thanks for joining us here at Compass Church, where we are making God accessible to everyone. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us as a church, head over to our website, compassbn.com. We hope this inspires you and gives you practical ways to live out your faith. Enjoy the message. Well, it's Christmas time, and with it come all of the cherished and fond memories of holiday seasons past. All the great gifts, the funniest stories, uh, all the best family times, they just come together in your mind. But I guess it comes with all of the crummy Christmas memories too. These are the stories that you never hear sung about in the Christmas songs, but we all have one or two not so great Christmas memories or Christmas stories to share with people. I definitely have one. My worst Christmas memory was years ago when our family lived in Kansas City. Our kids were all really, really small. Um, Calvin was one and Cameron was just four years old. Two of them were in diapers. And we had just moved out there six months earlier. And so everyone back here at home in Bloomington Normal was so excited to see our kids. Honestly, I don't think they gave a rip about me and Terry. Uh, But man, they were excited to see the babies. And apart from our kids being spoiled rotten with gifts, which they were, and acting spoiled rotten with, with gifts, which they did, it was a great visit until we started the drive back home to Kansas City. So if you know me, being me, I always want to take the quickest and most efficient route. So we ended up on some back road that started in Springfield, Illinois, and that kind of wound around and popped up out somewhere in Missouri. It was two lanes all the way and small towns for two hours straight. But we were all good except for my tendency to drive over the speed limit, which is only made worse when the speed limit drops from 60 to 35 every time you come in to one of those before-mentioned small towns. Now, clearly, I missed the memo, and I blasted through a town. that I mean, to be honest, it was a town that was the equivalent of about 20 houses and a bar until I saw the swirling lights of a police car pulling up behind me. So I pulled over and I stopped. Kids were concerned and alarmed. And the officer came up to my window and he asked the question that they always ask, sir, do you know how fast you were going? And I did in fact know how fast I was going. Too fast. He went back his car with my license and to run it and we waited. And we waited. Now again, bear in mind, two of my kids are in diapers and they're all in car seats and none of them like sitting on the side of the road in a van including me. And as we waited, they started getting antsy and whiny. And so did I. And we waited. We waited five minutes. We waited 10 minutes, 20 minutes. We waited so long, I wondered if I needed to get out and go check on him to make sure that the officer was okay. Until he got out of his car and then he started walking back. And when he got to my window, I could tell that he was really ticked. I mean, he was mad, and I didn't know why. And he was like, sir, you were going more than 15 miles an hour over the speed limit in my town, and your record shows that you are driving on a suspended license. Now, this was news to me, right? I'm looking at Terry like, I didn't do anything. I, didn't, I don't know what he's talking about. And he's in my window, chewing me out in front of my wife and kids for being irresponsible and reckless and putting the lives of my three little babies in the back of the van at risk by driving on a suspended license. And he's wondering aloud 
in front of my family if he should arrest me and take me straight to jail. So I kept my cool and I calmly explained that my license was not suspended. And while, and meanwhile, Terry's getting on the phone with the Secretary of State's office for Illinois. And so long story short, my license had been mistakenly suspended by the state. And, and so Terry gets the lady on the phone to tell her that, and she gets the officer on the phone so she can tell him that. And here we were sitting on the side of the road for two hours with whiny children thinking I was gonna get arrested, dealing with government bureaucracy over the phone until the officer finally, after two hours, lets us go with nearly $200 worth of speeding tickets, included, including driving on a suspended license, a ticket he knew wasn't real, but I was gonna have to drive back to go to court to prove was wrong. Worst Christmas experience ever. Christmas is not always what we hope or expect it to be. Things get weird. You get a terrible present and you have to pretend it's perfect. Or you gave a terrible present and you have to watch someone else pretend it's perfect imperfectly. People talk politics and it gets ugly. You can't see the family that you want to see because of travel problems or other restrictions. There's an empty seat at the table this year because you lost someone that you love. Christmas is not always what we hope or expect it to be because life is not always what we expect it to be or hope that it will be. This year, I think more than any other has shown us that, that what we hope for is not always what happens. And actually having a weird, unhoped for Christmas, it, it's actually very Jesus-like because everything went wrong when Jesus was born. I mean, just apart from the fact that people thought Mary and Joseph were scandalously pregnant outside of marriage in their culture. They had traveled 80 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem for a census. This is a trip that would have taken nearly a week for a very pregnant teenager. And, and once they got to Bethlehem for this census, they only found that there were no good places for them to stay. There was no good place for a baby to be born. Jesus wasn't delivered in a hospital room or even a bedroom. He was born in the equivalent of a barn. He didn't snuggle into a nice crib, but into a manger. He, he snuggled into something animals ate out of. Jesus was placed in a giant dog dish. And we look at this in hindsight and we see it as beautiful. But none of this was what Mary and Joseph had hoped for. None of it. But that's the context Jesus came into. And it's the context, honestly, that he always comes into. I know this is the first time that we haven't had a very compass Christmas in person. It's the first time that our kids didn't get to sing for us. It's definitely the first time we haven't held in-person services in nine months. Maybe the first time you won't be with all of your family over the holidays is this Christmas. It's weird. It's a mess. It's definitely not what we hoped for or expected. But then Jesus comes in. Look at what the angels announced when Jesus was born in Luke chapter 2. And it says that suddenly an angel was joined by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. From his first day on earth 
Jesus brought peace to our broken expectations from his first day. And now look at one of the last things Jesus said to his disciples before he died on one of his last days in John 14, 27. It says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. On his last day on earth, Jesus brought peace to our broken expectations. From beginning to end, from his birth to his death, for his entire life, and for us, our entire lives, Jesus steps in when our hopes are dashed and he brings us peace. Not a holiday peace that comes with the Christmas lights and gifts, not a religious peace or even a meeting in church service peace. It's a simple and pure peace that comes only from knowing him and walking closely with him. It means we can learn the same lesson Mary and Joseph did on that first messed up Christmas night. If you just had Jesus, he would be enough. That's the lesson. If you just had Jesus, he would be enough. My hope for you this Christmas, at the end of this messed up year, is that in spite of all your disappointments, you can realize that if you just have Jesus, he's enough. No matter how many speeding tickets you get, how hard it's been not to have church services in person, how much your kids miss school, how difficult the social distancing may have been this year, the hope of Christmas is the message of peace that's found only when we pursue Jesus. And his peace is available for you right now. Thanks again for joining us today. If you want to learn more about us as a church, get connected, need prayer, or anything else at all, head over to our website, compassbn.com.